You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And I want to encourage you to do something. I don't always do this, but I want you to make contact, every one of you, with one other individual. This may be one of the more important series I've ever done. It's critical because it affects a huge segment of the body of Christ, and it's critical because a lot of people don't see that it's critical because it has to do with children. And we're going to begin by laying a a groundwork, a foundation, which is typical of the way I teach. I lay down basic ideas that we prove are are solid, and then we go from there uh, to make other conclusions. And so let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. And he himself, now that's interesting. Uh, It says he himself. It includes the pronoun himself as well as he. And so it makes it very personal. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So in order to fully appreciate this meaning, we have to grasp a very, very important concept. And it's this, that Christ gave nothing to the church that the Father did not first give to Him. Everything that you and I have is a hand-me-down from our big brother. Our big brother got it first, and he passed it all to us. In fact, so much so that the Father has not shared with him the day and the hour of his own return to the church. Some people think that he may know that already. I don't know. My guess is that he doesn't, that the Father has continued to hold that in his power. And the reason I would think that is because Christ is so generous that in everything that has been given to him, he has shared it openly, freely with his church. Now, this is a very personal thing here. He says, he himself, in Ephesians chapter 4, the same thing is communicated in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. For the Lord himself, it doesn't say for the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout in talking about the catching away of the church and the resurrection of the saints from the dead. It doesn't say that the Lord will do it. It says the Lord himself will do it. That extra pronoun is thrown in. That's what you see here in Ephesians 4. The pronoun himself is thrown in, and it is done so for the purpose of emphasis. It is to show that this is something that Christ personally participated in. Now, there's a reason I say this. is because there are some things God does indirectly. Um, He works both directly and indirectly. 1 Corinthians 3.6 is an example. Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So uh, the Lord participated in this, but indirectly working through Paul and working through Apollos. Christ directly participated 
in each of these five ministries. And I use the fingers of the hand to help you remember them. The apostle, see how he's separated from the others because he usually has to be separated to go do what he does. Then there's the prophet, which has a directional ministry. The evangelist sticks out more than all the rest. That's why we use the middle finger. The pastor is the one married to the church, hence the ring finger. And then there's the teacher who is the one that you can get down into your ear. And uh, so anyway, uh, that's a good and easy way to remember those fivefold gifts. Jesus, as the head of the church, sets all of the ministry gifts in place, and not just the five that are mentioned here in Ephesians. There are others as well. But he sets these in the church personally. Uh, he's called the head of the church, and that's not just a figurative title. I want you to think about what this means. That means that right now Jesus has a job. He is the chief administrator of the whole body of Christ. All of the gifts that are put into the body of Christ, God put into Jesus, but in turn, Jesus personally sets those gifts. He calls every Sunday school teacher. He calls every choir director. He calls every pastor. He calls every person who goes on the mission field. Jesus is the head of the church. And when you think about the scope of the church and how broad it is, you realize that it would take infinite knowledge, unlimited knowledge, and unlimited ability to communicate, hence the presence of the Holy Spirit, for this church to be able to function as it does. So God gave him a name, he gave it to us. God gave him a seat, he shares it with us. God gave him a body, he gave it up for us. God gave him the Holy Spirit, he gave the Spirit to us. God gave him a mind, we have the mind of Christ. You can see this, that there's nothing that God ever gave Jesus that he did not in turn give to his church. So we clearly establish then that if God gave it to Jesus, he gave it away. Jesus was an apostle. The reason there are apostles today is because God gave that gift to Jesus. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brothers, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus. He is an apostle. An apostle is one who is sent. Now, by comparison... And evangelists, and very often the pastors and teachers, are called for. I get invited to churches to teach on certain things. But there was a season when I ministered all over America, and I did not get invited to the churches. I was the one who contacted them and said, would you be interested in hosting me in an area? And there's a reason I did that. It is because the churches did not know the true scope of my gift. They did not understand what I was called to do. So in that sense, I was sent by God to the churches in America and around the world because I went to more than one country. And I was sent by God to teach people about the importance of children's ministry. So in a, in a general sense, I was an apostle to the church for the ministry of children. Now, a lot of people think, oh, no, there are no more apostles today. And I get that. There are no apostles that sit on the level or operate on the level of the original 12. But do you know that there were numbers of apostles or somewhere around 24, 25, 26 mentioned in the New Testament? 
And so there were numbers of apostles. Apostles mean sent one. Now, are there others in addition to the 12 like the 12? No, not. Nobody like that. Paul was a special apostle. He was given a special commission, totally different than what many others of his day had. No doubt that he was an apostle. And so an apostle is a groundbreaker. And that's why I said about my own ministry, it also applies to many of our missionaries today. You don't see the word missionary in the New Testament, but you do see a description of what the missionary does. Missionaries are apostles. They are sent ones. They are sent to people groups with a very specific purpose. Most of the time, the places where they go, the people are not expecting them. The people did not call for them. They don't even know they need them. It takes a unique person to do that. That's why I use that thumb to symbolize the work of the apostle. So some people will hold this uh, to a very narrow definition and say that there are only a few apostles, and when the last apostle died, all the gifts quit and all that stuff. And and I, I hate to hear that because it's not accurate, and it certainly doesn't reflect on the work of the apostle today in the church. An apostle is a sent one. I want to say this without any hesitation. Nobody, even those who are missionaries or like myself who were sent to the children, and to the church for children, none of us carries the authority of those New Testament uh, apostles. We answer to them. We will be held accountable for the words that they gave because they put down a foundation. Everything that follows after has to stand on that foundation. We have no right to extend that foundation. We have a commission to build up but we are limited to the footprint that is already on the ground. That's what the Apostle Paul tells us about uh, the the wise master builder and, and the rewards that we receive from Christ, that we are to take heed how we build. So in this first lesson, we establish that the reason that there were apostles, still are, I believe, is because Jesus himself was an apostle. It is a gift that God gave him, And he passed it on and turned to us. So that's our foundation lesson, one of them. We're going to have five this week. And I'll pick up here tomorrow with the next one. I hope to see you then. this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.